Welcome to Macaulay's podcast, Stories from the Ridge. We're excited to feature Macaulay alumni, faculty, and friends as they tell their stories about their careers, experiences, and of course, how their time on the Ridge has impacted those. We'll have something for everyone as we discuss a variety of topics, all celebrating the special brotherhood of Macaulay with an emphasis on honor, truth, and duty. Now on to our episode. We're joined today by two of our faculty members that interact with our young men here at Macaulay on a daily basis. Aside from class, sports, and activities, Joel Kaufman and Josh Dietrich and our Counseling Center faculty care for the emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness of the young men that call Macaulay home. We'll hear about hot button issues and how their team approaches the whole health of our students and faculty and how parents can continue this important work at home. We hope you enjoy today's story from The Ridge. Hello, welcome everyone. My name is Josh Dietrich. I'm the upper school chaplain here at Macaulay School, and I'm here with Joel Kaufman. And Joel, uh, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself this morning. Uh, Thanks, Josh. I am Joel Kaufman. I'm the director of the Counseling Center in the upper school. Uh, I've been here at Macaulay for 15 years now, uh, all those years in the Counseling Center. I also have responsibilities in the coaching world, help a little bit with golf and with basketball and kind of a little bit of everything. Well, I know you're really busy, so I appreciate you taking your time to be with us this morning. Um, So today we want to actually talk a little bit about wellness. Um, Tell me how you define that. What does that mean for you? When when somebody says that, it's a little bit of a catchphrase right now. Um, It's a big thing at our school where we've been focusing on the overall wellness of boys. What does it mean to you starting off? I think the first thing that comes to mind when talking about wellness is really just being holistic in your approach to taking a look at what's going on in your life. Uh, We talk about, and we can get into it more later, but the, the spiritual aspect, the physical, the emotional, just really taking an inventory on how are you doing in life across the board? And so when we talk about wellness or when I hear people talk about wellness, my mind typically goes to what are all these categories and how are they working in your life at this point? I think you nailed those kind of four topics there. Maybe we can take a little bit of time to just take those apart a little bit and talk about them. The, you know, first of all, the physical wellness um, for boys at Macaulay, the mental health, the mental wellness, emotional wellness, the spiritual wellness. I think those are the four you said. Um, Maybe starting with the physical, just a little bit more kind of maybe descriptors about how you feel that breaks down and what's a, what is, where is it, where's a, where's a good place for a teenage boy to be? Well, the physical wellness, it, even that has kind of subcategories within it. When I talk to a young man about how are you doing physically, I'm typically asking about their diet. I'm asking about their level of activity. Are you, you know, do you have something in your world that gets your heart rate up once a day or close to it? And then obviously uh, sleep as well. Those are really, I consider that kind of the trifecta of, of when you're looking at wellness from a physical standpoint. Those are the first three questions I'm going to ask a young man. Um, as far as Macaulay and, and our efforts uh, to really try to focus on those, obviously afternoon activity with respect to physical activity and an elevated heart rate is something that every young man is required to be signed up to do something. Uh, and so typically at least one of those activities is going to be physical in some nature, uh, which is a, a really important thing in terms of just <laughs> getting the good chemicals flowing in your body, the, the serotonin and the dopamines and those kinds of things that really help the overall wellness of a young man. Um, but then with respect to, especially to the sleep, uh, it, you remember, I guess it's been 
three and a half years ago, four years ago now, that we changed the 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 time period of when we start school. Right? It used to be basically eight o'clock every day except for Wednesday, and now it's eight fifty-five every day across the board. And uh, in, in the hopes of focusing on some research that was out there that talked about the fact that teenager especially their natural rhythms were a little bit later in the morning to later in the evening and so they're trying to really just shift that calendar a little bit with respect to time to to hit that sweet spot for guys more so that they can have at least the opportunity to be more well rested when they get up in the morning now macaulay the boys are all required to do some sort of afternoon activity so you know mostly we should see most of our guys doing something i think the question would be how do you feel what are the stumbling blocks for boys, especially when it comes to sleep and maybe diet um, here at Macaulay? Well, sleep and diet, really, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the typical stumbling blocks are the fact that both of those have a lot to do with personal choice. Uh, you know, we can set a, a calendar or a time period and frame and say, here's what you should do in terms of sleep. Here's what you should do in terms of intake with respect to calories and you know, a balanced diet, but really there's a lot of onus upon the kid to, to make those decisions for themselves. Um, we give them the parameters and the framework to make those decisions, but it really at the end of the day is up to them and how important it is to them to make those decisions that are going to help them in the long run. Uh, the other stumbling block really, and this is I think the nature of of a wider culture at this point, is is just the idea of I need to sign up for everything. You know, I need to do this and that. I've got to be in this club and that activity and this sport and that, you know, president of such and such. And, and those are really important pieces. And there's a lot of push in independent schools to, to help fill out those resumes for these young men in terms of the next step for them, which is typically college or university experience. But the, the stumbling block there is how much is too much? Where is that sweet spot so that I can both have an afternoon activity I'm engaged in, I'm passionate about, it's helping me to grow in some personal and emotional ways, but also not depleting me of every possible resource so that I've got to turn around and I've got a few hours worth of homework and now it's one or two o'clock in the morning and I'm debating what I should or shouldn't finish based on the time I've got and now my extra sleep in the morning is actually cut because I've got all that stuff on the back end there. Do you think there's a is there different is there different struggles maybe for a day student versus like a boarding student? Yeah, the day students have the commute, uh, you know, that's added to their day, and so if they're 15 to 20 minutes, uh, well, you're talking 30 to 40 minutes out of their day that goes kind of missing, uh, and if it's more than that, which we have a handful of who are further away than that, then you could be talking up to an hour to an hour and a half that they've got to kind of find that time, uh, and so that piece of it is different. Um, in terms of their scheduling and what their, you know, yes, school starts at 8.55, but if I'm an hour away, then I'm going to need to leave at 7.30. And so it's, it's later technically, but I'm still having to get up pretty early. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things that I feel like, especially in our office, that we try to do is trying to get guys into those healthy rhythms, you know, trying to get guys to be like, hey, you need eight hours of sleep a night. And guys start socializing sometimes and they start doing schoolwork and they can, you know, just go for really long periods of time. And convincing them that, hey, the best thing for you um, is to, to take that time to get that sleep and to get that rest, I think is really important. Um, you talked a little bit about health, moving into kind of in the, the, you talked about the physical wellness, moving into a little bit more the emotional wellness. Tell, tell me a little bit about how your office kind of works to help boys to kind of deal with the emotional stressors of, you know, a really kind of driven, motivated, high achieving type high school like Macaulay. 
Well, we're really fortunate in, at Macaulay in a lot of different capacities, and one of them is the Counseling Center. Uh, I, this is nothing that has anything to do with something I started. It was in place before I got here, but uh, really the focus in the Counseling Center has always been on fostering relationships with these young men and, and through those relationships trying to minister to them in ways that are both emotionally supportive and in any and everything else in terms of just the challenges that they're going to interact with on throughout the course of their lives while they're here with us. And so we have, <clears throat> excuse me, two full-time counselors uh, in the Counseling Center, uh, myself and Will Honeycutt. We also have a part-time counselor in Trey Tucker. Uh, he's part-time because he also teaches a couple sections of ninth grade English. And then, as you know, you uh, in the pastoral care piece work hand-in-hand -hand with us in the Counseling Center. And so we try to approach guys in, in a pretty broad way in terms of fostering these relationships so that we can we can really just kind of spend time with them, hopefully when things are going really well, in an effort to, to build those relationship blocks that are really important when things aren't so well. You know, whether it's I'm not managing my time well or there's a, a, some kind of situation that comes up in life, a loss of a family member or on the other end of the spectrum, a, a particularly difficult test or a girlfriend that breaks up with them or didn't make an athletic team that they were counting on or just any of the normal high school experiences. Um, and so what we try to focus on is building those relationships so that when those other things pop up, we can be there and have something to kind of lean on. Now, with respect to wellness and them specifically during these times, I think across the board in our center, one of the things we try to do is, is really just reflect back to guys when, when they talk to us about what fills their day. You know, talk to me about your schedule. Walk me through a day of yours. When do you get up? What do you do when you get up? What do the next six hours look like? What about when you get home if you're a day guy or go back to the dorm if you're a boarding student? And then to be able to look at those, and, and we can sometimes write them out. I have a whiteboard in my office that I'll write out that guy's schedule and then start to look at just how much time are you spending on these things that you've said yes to. Um, and then the difficult question of are there things that can give a little? You know, if, if you're exhausted and stressed and life is getting to you in this moment, are there things that we can let drop uh, what I kind of consider a little bit of emotional triage? You know, what, what issues in your life are bleeding out, so to speak? How do we tend to those? And how do we get to the others when we can? When, when we look at kind of the storm and stress of adolescence, as they say all the time, when we get into that, what do you think? And, you know, I'm sure that some parents are maybe listening today and getting this ideas in their head that, hey, one of the biggest things you can do for your kids is make sure they get a good night's sleep, make sure they're eating right. And then, two, you know, for the emotional well-being and stuff like that, what's something that you would say, hey, this is the biggest thing for maybe parents to watch out, watch out for during this period? And I understand there's a broad gamut there, but if you can narrow it down, you know, what would it be? Well, I think one of the biggest things emotionally, and this is – this is for every age group, but I think especially for teenagers, you know, we talk about storm and stress. One of the things that a lot of parents of teenagers, you and I both are kind of you in the middle of that, me on the cusp of it, is that our, our kids get a little more quiet around us than they used to be. They're not as willing to share as they were when they were much younger. Uh, and so that's natural. <laughs> that's a normal piece of development. But asking them and really challenging them that you need someone in your life and not just a peer. You need an adult. You need someone who's in a different stage of life to share things with. Uh, and, and that piece of sharing them gives them an opportunity really in a lot of ways to understand that some of what they're experiencing is normal, so to speak. That it's, it's storm and stress is typical for everybody who's going through this stage. But as we know, it's a big part of life just in general. And so for them to talk to someone and say, 
here's what's happening in my life right now is that normal uh, is is really important for them to have somebody who's going to stand or sit in front of them and say absolutely you know I remember when this happened to me or that's just a difficult phase that you're going through right now and it just kind of gives them the opportunity to feel like I'm not on an island I don't have to figure this out for myself this is part of what goes on in life and I'll make it um, so I think the ability to share those things is really important um, as far as what to look out for I think it's incredibly important to just continue to talk to your kids about their sleeping habits really see if things have changed you you are the expert on your kids you spend more time with them than anyone else you've got more hours logged with them in terms of history and you know where they're coming from and what they're going through and so you understand that baseline of quote normalcy for them and when you see a peak or a valley that's significantly different than that that's when I think it's important to kind of speak into that experience for them and say hey I've just noticed that something seems to be a little bit off um, what's going on? Is there anything that's different for you right now? Who are you talking to about this? Those kind of um, just really insights into what you're witnessing, I think, are incredibly important. Yeah, I always talk to parents about, you know, especially when it comes to the storm and stress of life, like we all need people to talk to. And, you know, they call it the talking cure. Like it's, it's one of the best things that you can do no matter what age you're at, no matter where you're at in life is to have somebody to kind of walk through you. And I think that's one of the things that you guys do in the counseling office really well is kind of walking alongside students as they deal with these issues and stuff like that. And I think that's a healthy model for them as they go on to, you know, college and later life that they have that forum. Talking about the spiritual d development, kind of how do you think Macaulay deals with and addresses that area of wellness? I think we address it on, on a pretty broad spectrum. Uh, you know, there's a Christian heritage to the Macaulay School and its foundation and, and those who have kind of come before us and what they set out as important tenets of who we are and what we're about. Um, it is not specifically a, quote, Christian school, but it is encouraged across the board to to look into your own spirituality. Where are you coming from? Where What do you believe about spirituality and faith and why? And this is an important piece where we're catching them during adolescence where the most important thing for them is to start to separate a little bit from, you know, I'm just this way or I just think this way as a result of my family feeling this way um, and, and really transition into that phase of life that says, no, I'm beginning to identify with some of the things I believe and I'm, I'm willing to take a stand on these things because they resonate with me personally. And so one of the important things here at Macaulay there, we have chapel multiple times a week. We have different speakers from, uh, a lot of different backgrounds who are coming in to talk about life experiences. They hear from their own senior, um, you know, kind of brothers here at Macaulay. They get up and are willing to stand in front of them and share part of their story and what's important to them. And those, those pieces of kind of bouncing into people's visions of life and understanding of life and what they believe about their own spirituality, I think, lends to helping them question themselves a little bit. And, and why do I believe the things I believe? And, and what role does it play? And I know you and your office, especially in the pastoral care piece, really focus on guys and saying, I'm not telling you what you should or shouldn't believe, but what I am going to encourage you to do is, is look at the spiritual piece of your existence and, and really try to figure out what role does that play in your life and why. And if it does, great. Continue to grow in that area. If you feel like it doesn't at this point, that's fine too, but it's important to keep it on that list of things that I'm constantly trying to see in my own life and constantly seeking a little further clarification for. Yeah, I think it's really good to help kids to understand their worldview. You know what I mean? 
Um, I think when you give them in the academic arena the you know your math and your science and your history and your your English, you're giving them a lot of tools and. I think helping them to understand what they believe about who they are and their purpose in life is kind of the blueprint, you know, so they can start really, you know, building a life that will hopefully, you know, honor God and then, of course, you know, be something that they, a life that they find fulfilling. Um, so we've talked about a number of issues. We've talked about, you know, spiritual wellness, kind of physical wellness, mental and emotional wellness, and that's kind of the holistic approach, I feel like you're telling me from the counseling center and stuff like that. And I hear that you know, for parents out there who may be listening, it's like, hey, you know, make sure your kid's sleeping well, look out for what he's eating, watching his diet, and then, you know, showing up periodically in his life to, to check in on how he's doing so uh, emotionally and mentally, um, specifically in regards to, uh, you know, the ups and downs that may be there. Um, and I think it's really important that, you know, whether you're a day parent or a boarding parent, um, phone calls, texts, uh, just communicating regularly, showing up randomly, and letting them know that you're there to be that rock and that foundation. Um, I think these are all really good issues. Uh, we can continue this conversation. Uh, we have a number of other issues that we'd probably like to talk about. I think there's a lot of things that um, parents would probably like to hear. Um, and so the next big issue maybe we can spend a little bit of time talking about is the academic stressors and kind of testing anxiety. Obviously, um, like I said before, Macaulay is a high achieving school. Um, you know, we, we, we push the boys towards excellence. Um, and especially today, we see so many tests, you know, that boys are taking and so much is so much is riding on those tests. So what would you say are some of the things that one, maybe your office encounters when it comes to academic pressures? And then two, how do you how do parents or, you know, anybody else listening? What's the best way to respond to those to help them? Well, you're absolutely right that I mean, the nature of a school like ours is that that we are going to strive for that excellence, that, that parents and students have expectations when they walk through the Macaulay experience that say, you know, I'm investing in my future. And, and part of my investment into my future really is the, the options I'm going to have when I graduate. And so that does naturally lend itself to a lot of stress and pressure for, you know, anytime you have expectations, the fear, of course, is that I may or may not meet those. And so what's going to happen if that happens. Uh, and I think a lot of what I find myself in conversation about, and I know other counselors in the counseling center, is, is really talking about those expectations. You know, is it, is it realistic to say, I have to make 100% on this test, or I have to make this grade, or I have to make this? You know, the, the absolutes that you put in your life in terms of the I have to do this, or I must do this, or I can never do this, those are just not healthy pieces of balance. And so I'm often finding myself in conversations like that, pushing back on that a little. Like, instead of I have to, let's use hope. You know, I hope to do this. Or I have a desire to do well on this test. Uh, or instead of I can't or there's no way I can, say I would rather not, you know, have this grade on this exam. Or I would rather not come off the bench for my team. Or I would rather not do these things. It just it forms a different mentality in terms of there's more maneuverability through that and and really freedom quite honestly for life to exist in a normal sense and instead of this absolute language uh, that we get caught up in and so for guys I'm constantly pushing back on that uh, and and I talk to parents about doing that as well that 
I understand there are a lot of pressures uh, of, you know, I want my kid to have options when they leave here. But there are a ton of really good colleges and universities and different experiences out there that are going to get them to where they want to go in life. Uh, and so I don't feel like you need to drop your expectations necessarily, but maybe just expand them a little bit. There are a lot of different ways to go about creating a story that leads you to the future that you're kind of hoping for. And most of us as adults understand, <laughs> if we're honest with ourselves, I would not really, I'm glad I'm different than I was when I was 17 or 18. And so allowing your, your kids to hear you say that, it gives them a little bit of freedom to understand, okay, I'm not a finished product. When I walk the stage, it's going to be an incredibly important moment for me. There's a lot of hard work that goes into that. There are a lot of family members here and people who are really proud of me. And that's deserved. That's exciting. But it's not the end of the story. You know, it's part of the story. And so providing that perspective a little bit and reminding them that it's going to be okay in terms of whatever future you're going to have. Some of it's going to be disappointing. Others are going to be incredibly surprising and a lot of it is going to be completely unforeseen when you head into it so just reminding parents and and of course these guys of that reality I think is really important yeah do you um, specifically looking at you know when it comes to those pressures I think it's I think it's good I think that you know students need to students and parents need to recognize sometimes that we all have stress in our lives and it's okay the question is always how do we respond to that stress and sometimes it can become overbearing and and uh, sometimes kids get overscheduled. Um, it's kind of one of the issues we have, you know, parents sometimes, uh, teachers push kids, you know, they want them all to be in the AP classes and the honors classes. And, you know, you have these kids who have these extreme schedules. Um, how do you feel about, you know, issues with overscheduling kids nowadays? And then um, I want to talk about too, if you have a chance, just the idea of how do you, how can parents especially help their kids to kind of build resilience to be successful as they go into these academic arenas? Well, I think the biggest piece, and I, I sound a bit like a broken record, um, but it's a little bit of the nature of, of what I do. I think communication with your kids about their schedule is incredibly important. Um, sitting down and saying, okay, what are your hopes and desires? What are you trying to get out of this experience? What ways can you get there? okay taking all the APs and honors and advanced all those things that's one way absolutely uh, what other ways are there I'm not saying we have to choose them but just expanding their options and realizing and helping them see that there is more than one way to get to that end um, and then really talking to them about quality of life you know is it worth it if you're sitting there and doing five to six hours of homework a night and a two and a half hour afternoon activity and then waking up and having this to do and that to do are you experiencing relationship are you experiencing growth emotionally, or are you just simply grinding away? Um, it's just a, it's a concerning thing if you look and your child has a 60 to 70 hour work week, quote unquote. Um, and yet when I sit down with a lot of these guys and talk to them about what does their day look like, and you do the math, you're going to get there pretty quickly. Uh, and that's, in all honesty, just not really okay. And so it's fine to have peak seasons where you run into that for a few weeks because it's just a difficult time. We're in the middle of exams right now. Obviously, guys are kind of pulling late hours and really working very hard to, to finish the race, so to speak. But, you know, to use the race analogy, you're not going to run the last 100 meters at the same that you ran the rest of the race because it's the sprint to the finish. You can't sprint the entire time. Uh, and so that's when we really see the stressors and the, those pieces uh, – start to kind of rabble a little bit uh, in terms of the emotional side of things for kids when they feel like these expectations are on a 
11 out of a scale of 1 to 10 for the entire duration of the semester, much less, you know, eight semesters in their high school career. And that's, that's just not sustainable. So I think communicating with them, what options do you have? Why are we doing this? Is that important to you? You took an AP last year. How did that affect your schedule? You're signing up or wanting to sign up for another one or two this semester. Let's look at what that looks like and what else we have going on in life. Just talking them through that, I think, is important because then, at the very least, you as a family can make a decision based on the facts that are in front of you, but you also have an opportunity to kind of model for them the importance of discussing something before you just dive into it. Okay, so um, just just to kind of maybe wrap us up a little bit, especially for parents, um, for teachers out there, uh, for administrators at other schools, like what are some things that just some kind of things that you could maybe highlight that Macaulay's been doing really well to help boys in all the areas that we just discussed. And I know some of it you touched on with the changes in the schedule for sleep and stuff, but just really quickly as we kind of wrap up, we'll could just some highlights for us. Well, one of the biggest things that research is showing us is that the most important thing when it comes to teaching someone something is to model it yourself. And so one of the things I'm really uh, proud to be a part of the Macaulay community right now is that we're really trying to focus a lot on the fact the wellness of not only the students but also the faculty and staff and so whether it's uh, providing an opportunity for a retreat for some faculty whether it's encouraging a no homework night so that they too can have a night off of grading and those kinds of things uh, in addition to just the advisors and the advisee these are small groups that these guys get with uh, having discussions about real life issues that involve wellness with respect to diet or sleep or these kinds of things and so it's one thing to tell a child, hey, or a kid, you need to do this, but then if they look at your work week and it's got 80 to 90 hours in it, then I'm not sure how much weight they're going to put into that comment. But if you yourself are saying, you know what, I would love to go to your game, but I can't because I need to spend this night with my family, please talk to me about it tomorrow, or they're seeing you model wellness in your own life, that's what's really going to show them what it's about. Uh, and so a lot of what the Macaulay community is doing right now is not only encouraging these young men through policy and a later start time and those kinds of things to do it, but also modeling it through the way that we try to care for our faculty and staff. And I think that's really important. So parents, model wellness for your kids. You know, don't just talk about it and then turn around and work the 90-hour week. Talk about it and say on occasion, hey, this is a Saturday. This is a family day. We're not doing anything other than being together today. Those kinds of lessons are going to be lasting for these kids to see. So that's what I would say is is pay attention to your own model and the, and the influences you have in your life. Yeah, I really I've appreciated what the school has done. Our headmaster Lee Burns just recently brought in a guest kind of speaker who spent the day with a number of us talking about positive psychology. And as we kind of wrap up, just encourage, uh, especially you parents out there, um, just a little positive psychology exercise that you can do. And that is, uh, you know, a lot of times we talk to our kids and before we say one positive thing to them, we've gone through six, eight, ten different negative things where we're just like, oh, have you done your homework? Have you taken out the garbage? Have you done this? Why haven't you done this? You know, and we're always pushing them a little bit further. Our expectations are always a little bit higher than they were because we want them to continue to be successful. And so just encouraging you parents out there, if you're uh, listening today, um, before you say one kind of challenging or maybe negative thing to your kids, uh, try to say six or eight positive things. I love you. I appreciate you. Thanks for all the hard work you're doing, being at one of the hardest schools, one of the best schools in the Southeast. You know, appreciate the things you're doing for your brothers and sisters, but work on that a little bit and, uh, you know, keep modeling, as Joel said, 
what it is to be healthy in a very holistic way, both spiritually, personally, emotionally, mentally, um, socially, uh, for your kids. Thanks so much for listening today. We really appreciate it. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to come back and talk to you about some more of these issues in the future. Thanks Thanks so so much.